the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and I'm thrilled to be here with you. I want to just tell you up front, if you would like to find out more about us, or be part of our newsletter, which also makes you eligible for a winning an iPod each month with, um, wow, tons of our shows on there. Many of you listen to the show, you already download them, so uh, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, we, we are going to select, and we have been selecting uh, one of you each month and giving you an iPod. And that is a way for you to be able to stay plugged in on the go. This is the Dr. Pat Show, and we talk about thriving here, thriving in every aspect of life. Um, if you want to tune in to perhaps um, angry radio or complaining radio, turn your dial off on right now and let's kind of move on because we're not doing that. This is a show that helps not only all of you but me, uh, helps me on a day-to-day basis how to know the true sense of who I am, and more importantly, how to live life full out. You're invited to join us each and every day to do that. Today is a very, very special show. This is such an important conversation for me to have, um, so important that you know I spent two master's degrees and a doctorate talking about something similar to this, but boy... I did not and have not been able to put it together in the way that my guest has. And what courage. I'm talking about heart-centered leadership. And what do you mean heart-centered leadership? No, that's not oxymoron. That's not what that is. This is really an invitation to lead from the inside out. Today, uh, through my guest uh, and this show, Susan Steinbrecher, you are going to discover not only why this is important, but why this is important for businesses today, regardless of what you're hearing about the environment. This is the time to step up, and I don't mean step up in the literal sense of raising the bar uh, to the day-to-day things, but perhaps raising the bar to understand what heart-centered means. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about Susan joining us here today, founder of the Institute of Heart-Centered Leadership, executive coach, speaker, author, president, and CEO of Steinbrecher and Associates, Inc., management consulting firm. But more importantly, she's joining us here today because she's here to take her message out into the world about what heart-centered leadership is and why it is important in this moment to make sure that we're not only talking about it, but we're helping people get there. Susan, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a privilege to be with you. Well, I, I said to you before we got on that I love the book, and I and, and I really do for so many reasons. But I, but I absolutely commend you for taking a topic that's probably not very popular. Right. <laughs> and saying, wait a minute, it you may not be popular, but it's significant. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to ask you, before we get started on a whole number of things, 
what what did you have to sort of get beyond to be able to have this conversation, to be able to talk about this? What obstacles did you have to kind of move out of your way? Uh, it's a great question because it was with some intrepidation and um, taking kind of that big uh, gulp, so to speak, before deciding to publish this work because, first of all, as you know from the title, Heart Center Leadership, we knew that uh, my co-author, Dr. Bennett, and I knew that that in and of itself was going to raise some eyebrows uh-huh. um, in corporate America. And uh, and so to, to answer the question, it, it, it just I just knew um, in my heart, literally, that it was what needed to be. And I made the decision that this message will appeal to some. It will not appeal to all. And for those that it appeals to and for those that will really listen to it, um, that could literally, literally be life-transforming. And it was worth it for that outcome. And, and so I did go through <laughs> some of that, uh, what am I about ready to do here, um, and just decided, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Um, and it was interesting because we were working with, with certain clients at the time, and, and I remember one saying to me who I would say did not – fully embrace, let's say, a heart-centered leader approach, and he says, you know, I want to buy your book, and I want to, you know, give it to all of my managers, and I said, well, I don't think you're going to like my book. (laughs) He said, what? And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll have you read the book, and then after you read it, if you feel that it's the right message, um, then great, then I'll be more than happy to do training within the organization and spread the word. I said, but I don't take it personally if you don't like the book. Uh-huh. So like he did, he loved it, which really did surprise me a little bit. So I think it's creating some openings. It's getting people to think a little differently. Well, and thank you for doing that because one of the things I think we grew up with, at least and let me speak for myself and I'll ask you, is grew up with sort of in the culture of business and let's call it corporate America for now, Right, is that heart-centered is on one end of the continuum right. and profit is on the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like oil and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Let's bring everybody up to speed here, Susan, because this is what I think you're doing. Right. Yeah. This is not true, is it? No, it's not at all. And, and in fact, I think that's where we're running into so much trouble. Um, and, again, this is a global issue. This is not just an American issue. No. But when we say corporate America, you know what I mean. Yep. Um, the reality is there is such a disconnect. Um, of what's going on in business today in terms of people doing what's right, you know, what's ethical, what um, incorporates our value systems. And what, what we know from all the research and what we also know from our own experiences is that you can, in fact, have even more profitable businesses leading from the heart. Well, why is that? Because the reason that is is in today's highly complex business environment. I mean, business is so much more complex today than it ever has been before. I mean, we are dealing with global globalization. We're dealing with internets and internets, 24-7 work, work hours, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it, we're also working with a much more democratically oriented workforce that vote every single day with their feet and their heart, by the way, 
as to whether they want to work with you or not. And, you know, we all know the difference of having an employee who has to work with you and one who wants to work with you. So what does that mean? That means that it is going to take, in order to be profitable in this highly complex environment, it's going to take turned on, tuned in, emotionally engaged, connected associates in order to pull it all off. Well, then that goes to the question, well, how do we get that person? Well, we know that from our own experiences. If I was to ask you to tell me about the best boss you ever worked for in your entire career and what was the behaviors that this person demonstrated. Easy. Right? Easy. And the impact it had on you as a result. Easy. Honestly, Pat, we have asked that question a hundred times, and the list is always the same. No matter when they worked for the person, if this person cared about me, believed in me, mentored me, listened to me, gave me time, supported me, on and on and on. And those are all the personal things. It is never, and do we ever hear, they were great at strategic planning, goal setting, knew how to run a budget. And the truth is, they're probably good at all those things. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what people remember. And, and, and honestly, let's just break this up a little bit. Because, I, I, first of all, I love, Susan, what you're talking about. And one of the things I want to be really clear about, and I think you are in the book, is when we use the term leadership, mm-hmm. even today, even after all of the books that have been written, right. we still think it is the top of the people that you see in the org chart. Right. Right? The, the, right. You know, the president, the CEO. Then, you know, maybe, power. Yeah, right. the, the line of people underneath it. But you're incorporating a bigger conversation, aren't you? Yes, very much so. It can really be at any level in an organization. It is, it is, yes, there's what we would call maybe position power where I may have a title. But the person that you enjoy working with the most, whether that be a peer or whether that be a direct report or whether that be a boss, is this person who just gets how things work at a much bigger level. And that, that person can have leadership capability, if you will, or tendencies because they are embracing uh, the bigger, the, the wiser, or they, they're using intuition and wisdom to uh, go about their day. So it's not just position power. I call that more personal power. Mm-hmm. Because of who they are and how they show up, they gain power. And I don't mean power to sound as a negative. What I mean by that is mm-hmm. they gain influence. People listen to them because of who they are and how they show up, regardless of their title. And that's what we're talking about. I mean, power uh, for so many people has become a very strange, almost a dirty word. Right. And yet you really can't have this discussion without it. Right. That's right. Uh, You know, all different levels, whether you're at the top of the – Top of the food chain, so to speak, or you're someone that is a team leader. There is a sense of authority that you have. Mm -hmm. How is it, Susan, that when we look at this, and and, and from your book, with many things we're going to talk about today, for those of you just tuning in, great book, Heart-Centered Leadership, an Invitational Lead from the Inside Out, Susan Steinbrecher, joining me here today, co-author along with Dr. Joel Bennett. And, you know, we're talking about what this means. For me, this is a bold book, and it's a bold book for me to have on my desk today as I was going through the drive through coffee place early this morning, and the headline said, WAMU for sale, Washington Mutual for sale. Mm-hmm. And 
so let's break this down to why maybe even now, Susan, right, mm-hmm. having heart-centered leadership is probably more important given the economy. Absolutely. Um, it goes back to that highly engaged associate who wants to work for you, who is motivated to work their very best for you because of who you are, how you show up, what you represent, what legacy you're leaving. You know, the truth is, is in a leadership position, what more can you ask for than to have an associate that is so motivated to perform for you that they would actually feel, I mean, terrible if they let you down? I mean, can you ask for anything more <laughs> from an employee? I mean, that's, that's the thing. So, because, you know, we have a lot of associates out there and employees out there that have lots of talent, but are they bringing that talent forward? And it's the talent and, and it, they're motivating to perform their best, and the talent that shows up that's going to transform the businesses, you know, providing, obviously, you've hired the right people to begin with. That's a whole other story. But the point is you have these talented people sitting there, and we're not leveraging what they can do. And collectively, with them and you, mm-hmm. in a collaborative format, we can actually create big things. And part of the leader's responsibility is to believe in what's possible. Well, and we're going to talk about creating big things. I am so thrilled. Heart-Centered Leadership is the book, but it's a bigger conversation than the book, and that's what Susan Steinbrecher is doing. By the way, when we come back, we've got a, this is a hot one for you, everybody. This is a hot one. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what's a good leader, what's a bad leader, and, by the way, what's the impact of each. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover what the meaning behind sacred spiritual space is and how it can be a healing part of your garden or home environment. Mary Fonts, registered nurse and landscape specialist, teaches about using nature, artifacts, healing energy, and angel readings to create sacred space. A spiritual garden offers methodologies that bring peace and healing to your special place. Call 508-339-5444 and visit aspiritualgarden.com. That's aspiritualgarden.com. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code Dr. Pat. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleepstore to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Be the first to join your favorite Hay House authors on the next I Can Do It at Sea. Come aboard a luxurious cruise ship and meet Greg Braden, Brian Weiss, Sonia Choquette, and many more. The seven-night cruise to Alaska on July 11th through 18th, 2009 includes soul-nourishing workshops, spiritual cinema movies in your cabin, autograph sessions, and amazing ports of call. This is a vacation you'll never forget. Cabins are limited. Reserve today. HayHouse.com. Hey, are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. 
That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. Polaris Business Guides is ready to hand you the keys to a successful future. When you master the eight keys to a prosperous business, you'll accomplish more while doing less. You'll overcome success roadblocks, create powerful partnerships, build wealth, succeed in spite of economic challenges, and more. The next teleclass begins October 9th, and there's no risk because Madeline Gerwick offers a money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Sign up today and learn the eight keys to easily build and sustain the ultimately prosperous business. Call 877-524-8300 for complete details and to register. Or visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com for the keys to your prosperity. Visit P-O-L-A-R-I-S-BusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Your prosperity awaits you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is a conversation. I'm so thrilled that we have been able to have this conversation and that we are having this conversation today with Susan Steinbrecher, founder of the Institute of Heart-Centered Leadership. Many of you have heard my story. I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, you've heard sort of my journey of moving away from corporate America, working my way up the ladder, so to speak, from pushing a mail cart to a senior position and what that meant to me. But also you heard what it felt like when things did not line up with me, when my boss, my values, my virtues, everything about me didn't line up. Well, Susan has taken this out into a a, a very, very big conversation. The book, of course, is fabulous. We're also going to talk about the seven core principles and virtues, and you'll get what I'm talking about. But, Susan, again, thank you for joining us here today. Good boss, bad boss, does it matter? Uh, yes, it definitely matters. <laughs> uh, it matters uh, probably mind, body, and spirit for that. Yeah. For that. <laughs> if you want to be really honest about that. Yeah, and um, I, actually I've been both. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, so it, it definitely matters. I mean, it matters to our, the profitability of our businesses. It matters, it matters to our well-being. It matters to the people that work with us well-being. Absolutely. And so let's talk about some of the attributes from a heart-centered point of view. Absolutely. When we think about, um, and again, what we hear so often when we ask people, tell us about the best boss you ever had, um, some of those attributes are things like, you know, this person listened to me. They genuinely cared about me as a whole human being, not just the worker who showed up. They made time for me. They, they gave me feedback, even corrective feedback, and even and because a lot of managers shy away from giving uh, corrective feedback. They're afraid they won't do it well, et cetera, et cetera. But even the best bosses give corrective feedback because the intention when giving it is that I care enough about you to help you be as great as I know you can be. And when it's delivered with that intention, it makes it perfectly okay to, to, to hear corrective feedback when it's done respectfully. Um, trust was, is a huge issue. Huge. Uh, absolutely. Trust me to make decisions. It didn't make the decision for me. Involve me. Ask my opinions. 
those are some of the behaviors that we often hear that when people talk about the best boss they ever had. And, of course, the impact on, uh, they had as a result of that are things like, this person motivated me to perform my very best, or I wanted to be that type of leader myself. That person inspired me, and I remembered what it felt like to work for someone like that. Now, when you compare that to the worst boss, <laughs> what we hear a lot on that is, well, pretty much the opposite of yeah. that less. You know, yeah. that person took credit for my work. They threatened, they were threatening and blaming style. I didn't receive feedback at all, or if I did receive it, it was only negative feedback and done in a very intimidating way, way. or they were the screamer, um, or they favored some employees over others. Those are the common things that we hear from, from the worst boss or the bath. Uh, worst boss or, yeah, bad boss, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we need to call it like it is because, yep. you know, honestly, when people talk about this, they don't say, you know, look, they don't say, oh, Susan, let me just tell you, I had a boss that was not so good. They say, <laughs> I am working you. for the boss from hell. Right. That's what they do. Right. And what I often hear, I mean, we do workshops off of this book, and what we've heard in the workshops is people say, I have a toxic boss oh. or I've worked for a toxic boss. That's a very powerful, strong word. Oh, yes, it is. Holy cow. I mean, we're not It's so new to agey, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, they see this person as toxic or the environment was toxic that this person created, and, uh, and that's why I left. Um, in fact, an interesting statistic from Barbara Glantz's work, um, she's written several books out there, and, and some of the research she's done is she had – she learned that 7% of employees quit because for simply this reason, my boss didn't say good morning to me. Oh. Now, that's shocking. Oh. oh, no. You know what? I totally relate to that. Okay, right? true confessions. Can I share something yeah, with you? absolutely. Okay. I, boy, you just hit, I'm having a hot flash <laughs> thinking about this right now. But, yes, and, you know, this happened to me, and it showed up in a one of these. It wasn't a Myers-Briggs, I don't think. It was something else. But it, it's one of these leadership assessments that things we did. And so there was an area that came up on my chart which really was, like, unavailable. And when I approached the group and I asked them about what that meant, because I always felt that I was there for them, they said, you don't say good morning. We walk by in the morning. Your door is always shut. Now, I am so far on the introvert scale, by the way. Right. Yeah. That shutting my door was my way of just getting ready for the day. But to other folks, good morning is important. Oh, I'm so excited you shared that because... I often coach clients that are very introverted, and they may be in senior positions. And, and, and this really brings up an excellent point, which is I just don't believe anybody jumps out of bed in the morning and says, gee, I think I'll disappoint everybody around me today. No. <laughs> it's just not how we operate, right? right. Um, we, we operate from a good intention, and that included you in your position. You had the best of intention. Now, what I'm clear about is a leader will have an intention there is a behavior, and often there's a gap. And the job is to close the gap because the intention wasn't for you to come across unapproachable. You, you, you were dealing with your own issue of introversion and comfort level. But there was, in fact, a behavior that created an impact that was other than what you intended. And that's the thing I want to say to all the you know, managers and leaders out there. I know that we do the best we know how to do, and I know often it is difficult when we hear feedback like that, because it's like, gosh, you know, I'm, 
I really, I, I think I'm showing appreciation. I think I'm showing gratitude because those two things are the two top things that are coming across in research today that employees are saying they're not feeling. Right. Um, and, and yet none of those leaders in my mind walk out, you know, walk into the business that day and say, I, I think, I'll, I, you know, I will purposely not show appreciation or gratitude today. I think they do in the way that they are comfortable with, but they may not be very mindful of the fact that there is a gap between their intention and, and the behavior that's being demonstrated. And, you know, Susan, uh, you know, heart-centered leadership, for those of you tuning in, Susan Steinbrecher joining me here today, the book is Heart-Centered Leadership. She is co-author of that book with Dr. Joel Bennett. Uh, and the, I would imagine, and I'd love to hear from you, uh, that writing this book, first of all, writing this book, but then writing it in the way that you have, where each chapter has its own uh, uh, exercises, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the back, in bite-sized chunks, by the way, thank you. Right, right. Um, but your, isn't your intention, uh, you know, at this point, though, to kind of move us along yeah. and say, wow, you don't really have to go through and do an extreme makeover to make a right. difference here. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, in fact, uh, in the book and in our workshops, what we often do is we start uh, from the very, what we ask people to do is to fast forward in time and imagine that it's actually at the end of their professional career. Mm. And we ask them to imagine it's the, you know, the retirement party, if you will, and the MC wishes to propose a toast, and we actually read three different toasts when it's in the workshop setting. Obviously, in the book, it's in print. And then after reading those three in the book, you would basically vote, which of those three toasts would you like to have received at the end of your professional career? Well, each one represents a different person. The first one represents maybe the typical manager, the second one a good leader, and the third a heart-centered leader. And what the reason for doing that is, is the, of course, the heart-centered leadership toast is embodying all the seven principles and virtues that we're introducing in the book of how to be a heart-centered leader. I bring that up because people say, okay, I get it. I realize the win for me and the win for others if I can embrace more of this style, but how do I do it? Uh, and so right. that's where and the how-tos are so critical because we often are given the what's, but what are the how-tos? So the how-tos are the seven principles and virtues, and that's exactly why it was really important to me and Dr. Bennett that when we wrote this book, and then, of course, it's expanded upon in the workshops, is we have to give people some tools to not only say these are the seven principles to heart-centered leadership with their corresponding virtues, but here are some exercises and activities that you can actually do to practice each of those principles and virtues because you've got to try it on and start maybe acting very differently than what you're used to, how you're used to showing up. Absolutely. And, you know, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about, I'm going to share a little bit of the rest of that story when we come back from sure. break. Um, because what you're also talking about is making sure as a manager you're getting feedback. Yes. Uh, you know, before it's too late, before, yes. you know, you kind of hear your name at the water cooler, so to speak. Right. <laughs> you don't want to ever do that. Uh, and, and, and we are going to be talking about today, a very special guest today, I, I love the book, Heart-Centered Leadership, Susan Steinbrecher. We're going to be talking about how does all of this translate to the bottom line? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Hate the term, but you better get used but to it because that's what everybody... you got to go there. you got to go there. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, the cha-ching. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yes, can you be heart-centered and 
make money. We're going to hear from Susan because she has the answer. And when we come back, I'm going to share what happened when I actually implemented the whole good morning thing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, you know, you can get a copy of this book pretty much anywhere. But if you want, go to the Institute or go to Institute of uh, HCL, which is uh, Heart-Centered Leadership, Institute of HCL.com. And there's lots of information there. So when we come back, are you ready? Can we be kind of heart-centered? and still make money. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you wish you could trust your instincts more? Do you wish you were able to make decisions by confidently following your inner guidance? Maureen St. Germain, a modern-day mystic, road warrior, mom, and former corporate CEO, can help. Here's her tip of the week. When was the last time you knew what you should do, but you didn't trust your gut, and you later wished you had? Next time this happens, write it down, even if you didn't act on it. Writing it down in a journal will serve as a reminder your subconscious that these intuitive hits are real. Maureen St. Germain has the tools and proven successes to help you connect with your highest wisdom. To find your best course of action in all circumstances, check out Maureen's tools for transformation, meditation CDs, Akashic record readings, courses, and more. You can find Maureen at angleangel.com. That's right, angleangel.com. Does how you think affect how you feel or what you have? Do you want to achieve outstanding business and career goals, have a better relationship, or improve your health and fitness? In the excuses and get immediate results with the help of HUNA, Ancient Wisdom Modern Application. What if you could attract money and abundance to you like a magnet? Donate excess weight and maintain your ideal state of health or create the kind of relationship you've always wanted with HUNA. You'll discover how to eliminate disempowering beliefs by using self-empowerment tools. The HUNA Prosperity Weekend will be in Los Angeles October 4th and 5th. Join Matt James December 13th and 14th in Seattle at the HUNA Prosperity Weekend. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com to register. This incredible workshop is only $95 for a limited time. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have, cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you hurt. We want to help. We are so sure that Topperson will work for you. We offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want 
want pain relief without side effects, just ask for Toprosyn. Toprosyn is now available at Fred Meyer, Natural Food, and other fine stores. Go to Toprosyn.com for a store near you or call 1-800-959-1007. Toprosyn.com or 1-800-959-1007. Toprosyn, the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. For more information about us, Go to our website, www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, potshow.com. Uh, and remember that you can download this uh, show if you've missed any part of it uh, from iTunes, from our website, uh, and in, at your leisure. There is absolutely no membership charge. Pass it on, share it with friends, and have a great time. And really, you probably, maybe even, you could share it with your boss. Heart-Centered Leadership is what we're talking about today. And author and CEO joining me here today, Susan Steinbrecher, of course, you know, we're talking about the book, which is, as I said before, it really does talk to my heart. Susan, again, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get into this. Boy, for those of us that have been working with organizations and myself on the inside and then you know, with my own consulting company in the Pacific Northwest, it's, you know, you're in this conversation and it's been really difficult up until I think recently to, first of all, explain the importance of, of, of training and skills-based training as well as what, what used to be called the soft skills. But now we're really talking about the fact that this is really not optional, uh, optional if you want to make money. Right, no, exactly. It's not optional anymore. It almost never was, quite honestly. Yeah, but right. <laughs> with the economy and everything else, everything's getting dialed way up. And the sad part is when, when uh, the pressure comes on financially, a lot of organizations, where do you think it's the first place they decide to cut? Uh, I was an executive VP in HR, so I can tell you. You know that answer. I can tell you that, you know, crash and burn and slash, and there you go. Yeah, and training, by the way, is usually one of the first. It's usually one of the very first, and that is, of course, the biggest mistake an organization can make because it is during the toughest of times that the associate has to deliver their service and product to the customer. And, that, and how they do that and the experience of doing that in terms of the service interaction and transaction has everything to do with how trained that employee is and how motivated that employee is uh, to work on the behalf of the organization. So it goes back to, um, so if you don't provide me the skills, abilities, and knowledge I need to do the position, you're putting me in a position as an employee of not feeling very confident about what I'm saying and doing. And you know what? Most of us don't like to be put in situations where we don't feel very confident about answering a, a customer's questions or being able to be informative when the expect, customer's expecting us to be informative. And then, again, the other side of that is that if I feel like my manager has not treated me well, has not cared enough about me and my success, then I'm not very motivated to perform my very best, and I don't really have the organization's back. Mm. 
Mm. So you've got two issues going on there between that associate and that customer that is being impacted when we cut training costs and when we don't treat people well. And, and part of this, and I just want to say this right now, is that you know there are there are folks coming in new new to supervisor managerial ranks. Mm-hmm. They're coming in the doors every day, and quote cutting out the training. Yeah. Doesn't that actually sort of remove the foundation for them to build upon? Oh, absolutely, because it is it's the training that they begin to understand what is the culture of this organization, what what is it that is expected of me as an employee in terms of how I deliver um, my product or service to that customer. Uh, it gets them, or you know, we know the highest turnover typically happens in the first uh, 90 days. The second highest happens within the first year, and that's because the person was not properly oriented to the company. I mean, there's statistic after statistic that represents that. They didn't feel welcomed, embraced, trained properly, cared about, et cetera. So all of those, all the money that you spent in recruiting and finding those employees have just gone out the door. So uh, turnover cost is very costly for organizations and, again, absolutely impacts your profitability. Unfortunately, because there's not a line item on the profit and loss statement that says turnover cost, people have a tendency to not look at it. But we all know the, diff- the, the connection between employee engagement and customer engagement. Um, the bottom line is if I am a manager and I am asking that employee to take great care of that customer and yet I'm not taking great care of that employee, then they're getting a role model that is, in con- is contradictory to what they're being told to deliver. So which one are they going to believe? What they were told to deliver or what they're personally experiencing? Exactly. We all know that. Exactly, and from an everyday psychological and human behavior perspective, mm-hmm. if you're on the front line with the customer, like, uh, you know, and I shared, I started in the mailroom, so I know what it's like to be mm-hmm. on the front line with the customer, but if you're there in the heat of the moment, right? In, in, you know what I'm saying, what are you going to have show up? Is it going to be that thing which you've been so trained, even maybe vicariously mm-hmm. about, or is it going to be that thing that says this is what this organization stands for, this is what my boss is about. And, and, and let's talk about this for a minute because mm-hmm. I, I want to share with our listeners, um, I want to share what you identify in the book as some of the virtues so that we can let folks know what is heart-centered leadership, what kind of behaviors, mm-hmm. what attributes, what virtues, what values, what are we talking about here? Well, we have basically seven principles with some corresponding virtues. And um, so, for example, know thyself is our very first principle. And what does that mean? That's that ongoing willingness to look in the mirror. And that takes courage to do that. But it's that willingness to look in the mirror and really assess one's own strengths as well as their growth opportunities. And the virtue that corresponds to that, and what I mean by that virtue, it's, just, it's sort of the deeper layer that is the foundation of which the principle is built upon, that, that uh, emotion to resonate with, if you would, is the virtue. The virtue is commitment to personal growth. So if you have this, uh, if you resonate with this personal growth virtue, then the principle aligned with that is know thyself. We also have a principle called don't judge or assume, instead come to understand, and the virtue associated with that is open-mindedness. We get ourselves so caught in this, in this issue of pointing fingers and blaming others instead of taking personal responsibility and accountability for how we're showing up, 
But on top of that, it's looking at situations instead of going immediately into judgment, which we have a tendency to do um, about an employee or about a customer or about a situation, a peer, a, a personal as well. I mean, these principles I'm going to share with you go mm-hmm. work just as well at home in personal lives with kids and parents and, and spouses and significant others as they do in business. Um, but we have a tendency to judge first and ask questions last, and that gets us in trouble because nothing gets resolved when we do that. Um, they need what you need is another principle that really is about we're all human with similar physical, mental, and spiritual needs and understanding that we're not really separate and not really different from our associates is what this principle is about. The virtue is, uh, uh, attached to that is authenticity. It's believing that one um, is not above another. Letting go is another principle, and, and that's, that takes trust and faith. So it's trusting associates that, you know, things happen for a reason, having faith in a process, and the virtue associated with that is detachment. Then we have know the impact of your words and actions, and the, uh, the uh, virtue associated with that is integrity and foresight. And uh, then we have associates have a choice. Ah. Um, and that's what we're really saying is that, you know, recognizing that uh, they make mental, emotional, and behavioral choices every day and having the humbleness and humility, which is the virtue to understand that. And the last is called care for the heart, which is recognizing that one's whole self must stay healthy to live all the principles. I mean, it includes emotional, spiritual, physical health, um, appreciation of one's models of the world, and the virtue associated with that is this whole self-care and, and emotional health. So seven principles, seven virtues. Um, a mouthful there. <laughs> well, it, it, a mouthful, and what I love about the way you've written a book is, you know, we don't have to, you know, chew the whole head of cauliflower at the right. same, you know, at one time. And, you know, what? The, and I have to tell you, and I'll, I'll just say this, and we'll talk about it when we come back, is I'm going to share, you know, the, the good morning implementation that I did and how that backfired. I want to share ah, that good. because it really talks to these principles. Mm. The other thing I want to say is that, that first principle, know thyself. Mm, I didn't. I didn't really know it. You know right. what I'm saying? But I yes, will tell didn't you. Really understand it. Mm-hmm. It ended my career, uh, and it ended my career not because of some awful, awful thing, but because when I looked in the mirror and I decided to do this at the height of my career, right. <laughs> when I looked into the mirror and I asked myself. Can I really fire this woman one month away from full pension because the corporate policy of downsizing called for it? Oh, wow. I couldn't. Wow. But the the pain in getting to learn about who I was and then taking action about it is what you address in this book. Yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't this truly about knowing thyself and understanding to to committing to personal growth? Absolutely, and that's why it's the very first principle. Absolutely, and we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that when we come back. I'm going to share the rest of that, you know, my good morning implementation. Oh, brother. And we're going to talk about what happens when you look at these uh, principles and how do you know when to hold them? How do you know when to fold them? When is it time for you to stay or leave? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hay House invites you to a glorious weekend retreat in Tampa, Florida. Meet more than 30 of your favorite authors for the inspiring, uplifting I Can Do It conference coming to Tampa this October 3rd through 5th. Join Wayne Dyer, Sylvia Brown, Caroline Mace, Colette Baron-Reed, John Holland, Marianne Williamson, and more for a weekend of spiritual discovery and great fellowship. It's the I Can Do It conference for life-changing good times. See details at ICanDoIt.net. Dr. Pat's giving away an iPod to a lucky listener every month. Yep, every month. All you have to do is go to thedrpatshow.com. That's thedrpatshow.com. Then sign up for our weekly newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, not only will you be entered to win the iPod, you'll also be kept up to date on all the awesome things that we're doing here at the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, go to thedrpatshow.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can't afford to miss out on this. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick, and you've probably heard me talk on the Dr. Pat Show about how to be wealthy and to be happy all at the same time. Well, guess what? I just wrote a new book called Secrets of the Millionaire Inside, and I want you to have this book so much that here's what I'm doing. During the months of September and October, I'm offering a special promotion on my website where if you go to the stores and buy the book, then I'll give you absolutely free six CDs full of information. Check out my website, formulaformillionaires.com. Are you the owner or manager of a struggling small business? Do you feel alone in your battles? The Small Biz Sherpa can help. Do you want to increase sales or decrease costs? Do you wish your employees were more motivated or cared as much as you do about the bottom line? Call the Small Biz Sherpa. Learn how you can change your company's fortunes by involving and engaging your staff. Create bonus and incentive programs that pay your people more while improving your bottom line. The Small Biz Sherpa has done it himself, and now he'll show you how to do it too. Visit smallbizsherpa.com or call 206-505-9752. That's smallbizsherpa.com. Small, B-I-Z, Sherpa.com. Be sure and sign up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter so you can find out about the latest guests, events, promotions, and giveaways. Visit thedrpatshow.com and register now. People want three things when they build and plan for retirement. The most amount of money for the longest amount of time with the least amount of risk. Now, I'm sure you currently have a 401k or an IRA of some kind. However, there are five things that can wipe out your current retirement plan, like disability, market loss, taxes, litigation, and premature debt. Call today to find out how our retirement plan is protected from these five financial storms. And remember, retirement planning should come with a peace of mind, not uncertainty. So call 888-252-3083 or visit debt-free mca.com stimulating talk get those synapses in your brain inspired really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com welcome back to the dr pat show with dr pat basili if you have a question or comment call us toll free at 866-472-5788 now back to the program here's dr pat basili 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, I, thank you for tuning in each and every week to the Dr. Pat Show. And also, thank you for making us the number one positive talk show in the Seattle area. And, boy, we so appreciate that. Over 51% of you said that that's who we are. And I want to thank you for doing that um, and supporting us here on Voice America and the other channels that we're on. We're going to continue to bring you conversations like the one today with my special guest, Susan Steinbrecher. We're talking about heart-centered leadership, an invitation to lead from the inside out. And if you want to find out more about Susan and maybe even recommend Susan to your boss, you can go to... Yeah, boss's day is coming yeah, up, right? <laughs> exactly. Go to instituteofhcl.com, instituteofhcl.com. Check it out and get a copy of the book. Susan, let me just share quickly this whole good morning story just so you you have right. a sense of how little, how little we truly do know. So I implemented the good morning strategy, <laughs> but, you know, part of what you're talking about is we've got to learn how to communicate. Right. And so what I did is I went completely overboard, and I started to do more like a good morning and big chit-chat conversation. Now, people are very busy. In the morning, they want to start their day. They want to eat their breakfast, whatever it is they want to do. And they simply wanted a good morning. Mm-hmm. They didn't want a half hour of me getting to know them. <laughs> of them. They didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned, because they told me, is, you know, good morning is really cool. It's good enough. <laughs> you know, it's just, just, you know, what we were saying, they kind of like, they, they had a meeting. They had a meeting, and they invited me in. And they said, you know, we just want to give you a little feedback. And every time I hear that word now, I cringe. Right, right. But the point is that what they were saying is, let's all take the time to understand what we expect from each other. Wow. There's a famous line in the movie, um, you know, what, what's, it's, it's the movie Working Girl. It's at the end of the movie. And, you know, it's, it's kind of after, uh, uh, it, it's kind of after the journey of this amazing woman and, and she finally gets her, uh, her corner office. And she has an interaction with her assistant, so to speak. And, 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 and all of a sudden, there's this conversation that says, what is it that you expect of me? And in about three sentences, it's, it's talked about I don't expect you to go get my car. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't this be a very different yes. place if we were to take five minutes and do that? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking about as you were sharing your story. So thank you for sharing that because I think that is the basic thing that we assume. This is where that, that principle, don't judge or assume, instead come to understand, comes into play. Um, we assume that we're on the same page, uh, myself as, let's say, a leader and our associates, about what we're here to do and what the job is and the vision of the company and on and on. And that's when we get ourselves so much into trouble. We don't take the time to actually have a conversation about, here's what you can expect from me as, um, as your, your boss. Um, here's what I would like from you. 
and to have the associate say the same thing. Here's what I really would expect from you as my boss. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's that back and forth that we're, they're, we're both on the same page, and we don't take the time to simply do that. And see, Pat, back to your example, you had gotten some feedback that you were not all approachable, so therefore you dialed that way up, and then you found that you had to calibrate back. Imagine had, had you just sat down with them and said, I'd received this feedback, and I'd like to know from you what this means and what you'd like from me. And that would have saved all the time of maybe going overboard when that wasn't resonating with what their need was, right? Exactly. And, Susan, isn't it really at the core of the book that you've written yeah. and the work that you do, Heart-Centered Leadership? Isn't this at the core of what you now do and take these principles, take what you've outlined in this book, and actually go into organizations yes. so that people don't have to do what I did. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to keep stepping in the potholes here. Exactly, and we do that a number of ways. I mean, obviously for some, the book is all they need. For others, they're like, okay, we get this, and we actually want our managers to start to embrace this. How, how do we do this? Um, so we do training, we do consulting, we do measurement, we do, we do a, uh, a 360 assessment mm-hmm. off of the principles. We do cultural assessment off the principles. There's so many different ways that we can do that, whatever fits the organization's needs. Um, but it really is getting to the point of saying, as simple as it sounds, that's not what's happening day in and day out. And if you want to be highly profitable, you have to get your efficiencies up and you've got to get people all on the same page, moving in the same direction, all understanding what we're here to do, what is our vision of this organization, and and then executing on that. Well, you know, this has been a fabulous – I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. And I want to thank you, Susan, for joining the show today. And I do have one more question that I actually want to end the show with, and perhaps this could also be your personal message. Mm. In the book, you talk about the ripple effects of respect. Right. And – uh, as we close this segment, and I, bel- I, I know you and I will be talking again, I would love for you to share both your personal message and the importance of understanding that ripple effect. Well, uh, thank you. Um, yes, the ripple effect is such that, you know, first of all, we, we're all so connected more than I think we realize sometimes. <laughs> we forget that. Mm-hmm. And so what I, say I, what I say and do has an effect and an impact on other people. And when they, and what that person says and do, of course, the ripple effect goes to the next person. And it all, and it spreads from there. It is. It's like throwing the stone in the water. And once the stone is cast in the water, it begins, you know, the, the, the ripple effect or the waves of the water spread. And it impacts larger and larger masses of people. For me, this message was about sharing something that I felt is part of my life's purpose. And that is to share with people that you really can be good to people and take care of people and, and heaven forbid, even use the word love people <laughs> and love your associates and actually have profitable businesses, in fact, even more profitable businesses as a result. It is not an either-or. It's an and. Both can happen. And so part of my purpose is to share this message out there um, and to get people to understand that and begin to walk that path and embrace it so that all of us benefit, um, not only from the profitability aspect that everybody's interested in, but life is too short. It's about having enriching and rewarding experiences while we're spending so much of our life at work. And again, well, 
use these at home, too. <laughs> you know, and you're absolutely right. You know, they used to call this in academic research terms mm-hmm. spillover. Right. That means that, you know, whatever's going on at work goes right. into your family life absolutely. and vice versa. You have certainly, you have certainly, Susan, you and, and, and Joel have certainly outlined a new way of being in the workplace that is so seriously important. I want to thank you for doing that and for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Again, check it out, instituteofhcl.com, and you'll find lots of information, free tips, free articles, and much more. And you'll get to meet my very special guest today, Susan Steinbrecher, Heart-Centered Leadership. Thank you all for tuning in. And remember, if you forget some days that you have a heart, put your hand over your chest and feel the pulse. We'll see you right back here next week, everyone. Step out there and remember, treat someone with kindness, make sure you love yourself, and know to live life full out. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.